0: That you are listening to We Are Rising, the podcast. You better listen otherwise. I know where you live.
1: Hey everybody, you are listening to the We Are Rising podcast. This is your host, Andrew Benjamin, and I am joined by a very, very special guest today. One of my favorite fighters of all time. With me tonight, I've got Dan, the B7, who will be fighting uh, to, uh, later today at uh, Bloodsport, Josh Barnett's Bloodsport. He'll be taking on Frank Mir in a first ever encounter. And uh, Mr. Seven, I do appreciate you doing this interview at, uh, at 2.30 a.m. in the morning. I really appreciate it. <laughs>
0: It's uh, it's before midnight in it Arizona. I I guess
1: that's the saving grace. Well, I just want to get into you know, uh, just talk about you. know, I mean, I I I wouldn't know where like say like I always say that first time guests should always introduce themselves. But you know, you've done so much with in terms of MMA, pro wrestling. I just want to know, like, uh, I mean, how would you best describe yourself, like, in terms of everything that you've done.
0: And uh, well, five decades now, uh, I started my amateur wrestling career in 7th grade in, uh, 1969 and by, uh, by my freshman year in high school, I was teaching wrestling and by, uh, by sophomore year, I won my very first national title. So, uh, you know, if you want to give some people some timetables, uh, that was back in 1971, by 1976, I'm the number one amateur wrestler in my weight class in the United States. Uh, I, can go to, I could have gone to any college in 19, anywhere in the United States. I was recruited by everybody, and uh, I took my six different recruiting trips, and I chose Arizona State University. I mean, I coached at Arizona State, I coached at Michigan State, I coached at the Michigan Wrestling Club. Uh, and along about uh, 1992, a new rule came uh, down on, uh, uh, for the United States Olympic Committee that allowed athletes to be both amateur professional. simultaneously as long as you were involved in high school uh, sports or collegiate sports because you'd still be governed by NCAA rules or the High School high school Athletic Association rules. I was well past by collegiate eligibility so I could have my take it either too. I- turned to world of so i'm an amateur wrestler a freestyle wrestler a greco roman wrestler a folk style wrestler it's a submission uh uh throwback from the, the days of uh, can't just catch can um, i'm a professional wrestler and i'm a cage fighter i use the word the cage fighter because it I've, I've gone from the nhb which is for the no holds barred arena to the popularity of mixed martial arts today. So now I'm a aging senior <laughs> citizen uh, that still does professional that, that travels the, the United States and the world uh, teaching my flavor of mixed martial arts as the Michigan
1: Yes, and you also have a, I believe you have a school in uh, Michigan. Is that correct, Coldwater, Michigan? Yeah, the uh, training facility in Coldwater, Michigan, and uh,
0: I'm in the process of uh,
1: putting one together out in Mesa, Arizona as well. Oh, okay. Uh, well, uh, any uh, timetable for when that will be, uh, when well, that will be, uh, I guess, uh, finished? Towards the end of the year, maybe,
0: maybe, maybe after the first year, why so I really haven't talked about it much,
1: but it's just a, it's a work in progress. Okay. And with, uh, and with all the demands I have upon myself, uh, that's
0: a hard thing to, that's a hard thing to keep after. I'm mm. the guy that, that's putting his,
1: what equity is to that project. Okay. Uh, we actually, uh, I think this will be a great opportunity to have some fans uh, uh, with some questions because I, I got some questions from some fans here. And uh, one, the first question comes from Combat Life at Combat Life MMA on Twitter. And uh, he says, Dan, is a uh, you are a master in a lot of grappling disciplines. And he would love to hear your thoughts on using each in MMA, especially judo and sambo, and what do you think of the current, current MMA training at gyms, which seem to combine Muay Thai, freestyle, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and uh, just, yeah, all the other martial arts. Uh, yeah, what? Do we, uh, uh, I know it's a lot of, a lot to ask, but uh, if you need me to repeat that, uh, just let me know. Okay,
0: no, no, I, mean, I, I guess it's just what you asked. Okay. It's, uh there, there are things that I I think, well, I always say just look at, look at the factual deer facts. When you look, when you look at currently the top 10 guys per weight class on a worldwide level, where are most of their origins from? And I would say that eight or nine out of the top 10 per weight class, their original roots are, they are an amateur wrestler. Not not a guy that just sits on the bench, but a guy that achieves success, whether that was on a high school level, on a collegiate level. Your international styles, I think, are better yet. Greco-Roman wrestling, I think, is almost a must for today's MMA fighter because it teaches you a lot about body positioning and body mechanics. Teaching people how to strike is not all that difficult. I mean I I, I use myself as an example. I, I mean it was uh you know, my stand up my standup gun. I, I, I did not have stand up good. I always tell people that I was good at not eating yet stay staying slightly out of range and baiting my opponent to throw punches, to throw kick, know so that I watch how they train, I know exactly what they're They're going to throw out. And they're going to recall back as they recall back. As if they move in it, clinch them, take them out, take them out, or if you have them up, you have to take them off, And the moment that you have that person clinched or taken down, you've neutralized 90-plus percent of their arsenal. And that, there's a things that I did back in my career that most still don't see because it, it was not visible, all the things that I was doing. You know, uh, Randy Couture was, was always t- uh, said that he was doing dirty parts stuff. that. no, Randy was also a Greco Roman wrestler too. Mm. He understood aspects of Greco. That's As I said, Greco Roman is a great. You, you, you look at you know the, the vast difference between Bishar wrestling, and Greco Roman wrestling. I'm educating you as well as I'm, I'm, I'm educating the rest of your your listeners there. Inside the United States, we are the only country that does folk style. Folk style is what we do in our high schools and our junior high wrestling program and on the collegiate level. The rest of the world does either freestyle or greco roman When it comes to the world championships every year, it's conducted underneath either freestyle and Greco, and the Olympic games every four year, freestyle, Greco. So the United States is behind the eight ball so that when, when you finally graduate out of college, and you realize your folk style slash collegiate style career has come to an end. You now have to jump between the freestyle and greco. So you're 20, 20, 21 years of age, and now this is your only option. Whereas all other countries at that four or five years of age, they've been doing freestyle or greco. And, and people wonder why we don't place as many people or win as many gold medals.
1: It's because we're twenty years we're almost twenty years behind eight ball mm. is that is that why japan uh seems to be very japan seems to have a has a much more forward thinking uh wrestling uh uh of mind towards uh amateur wrestling is that why they they rank pretty high as well Because they cause they just seem to be adapting to the what wrestling the whole uh to Greco and freestyle wrestling in that country
0: well I mean, that's uh, Japan has, has, has been doing freestyle and record right along. I mean, they they usually tend to dominate. Uh, again, you got to look at the, the, the stature of a lot of the Japanese people. They're, they're smaller people, lighter weight classes. So they do they do very well in the lighter weight classes. Whereas you know they they, they don't fare as well when they, when you get into the middle weight classes and upper weight classes. That's where you'll see a lot of the old Soviet Union. Uh, Eastern Bloc countries, you know, like uh, Mongolia, Bulgaria, um, uh, Czechoslovakia, Russia. Um, these countries really dominate. Right? I mean, Russia is you a know, very dominant force when so it comes to uh, both Greco and freestyle. So mm-hmm. That's what they, I they, what they learned um, from,
1: from the get go. Are you currently watching the uh, the uh, the NCAA uh, tournaments that are going on right now with wrestling?
0: Uh, no, I mean I'm actually I'm traveling right now, so I don't get a chance for really to watch uh, what I watch the sport as I would like to. You know, I, I, I probably hate to say this, but uh, college wrestling, eh, college wrestling doesn't really expect me as much as it it, it should. Mm. College to state, baseball or Greco there's two different worlds. What I don't like about what I don't legion wrestling and state style wrestling is this thing they call riding time. Riding time it, it just it, it promotes more stalling of, of the game. I you know I, what I liked about style wrestling is that it's a much more aggressive style of wrestling. If if I if I make more than say three or four steps backwards without trying to circle you or something like that I won't be penalized for stalling in a freestyle record world whereas In college, you got some teams that do just to be victorious or playing the edge of the mat and trying to shoot on you and take you out of bounds, score a takedown and get you out of bounds. As long as your toes are, are still inside that line, they they still will reward a takedown. And as I go, I, I, I just don't, I, I don't, it's not as exciting to me. I would rather watch high school wrestling as compared to collegiate wrestling because high school wrestling, they're very more of the raw, they're raw and their emotion And maybe it's all about the trying to pin the opponent. Whereas I don't see very many wrestlers on a collegiate level that are out there going for the pin.
1: I see. Uh, how about uh, M- MMA or pro wrestling? Do you keep up with the... With those two sports at all? Or, or is it... Uh, do you, are you out of the loop with MMA and uh, pro wrestling now? Well, I
0: mean, it's... Uh, well, I not mean, as, as you speak to me right now. I'm actually in Manhattan, New York. I'm here for all the festivities that will be surrounding WrestleMania. Uh, there's all kinds of shows that are taking place, but I'm part of a couple of those shows. And, I mean, I, I mean, Andrew, I just don't watch much television. I don't have a whole lot of time to mm-hmm. to watch social media. I'm, I'm too busy living life. Mm-hmm. And I always tell people that one day when I have nothing better to do, hopefully I'll be about, like, well, 98 or 99 when that happens. Uh, I'll, I'll bother to look at this or that. I mean, if you're impressed with a lot of things that do it. And to me, it's like going, I achieved success at a, at a young age. At, at 18 years of age, I was doing things. That most 18 year olds would have never done. And now I'm on the other side of the mountain, Despite that age barrier, still doing things that most people half my age wouldn't even think of doing. But I'm still physically and mentally sound. I haven't taken too much punishment over the years, and I continue to take care of myself. So, you know, none of us are going to get out of the game of life alive, but how many people have truly? Live life,
1: and I could say that I've lived the life of half a dozen dead already. And I hope to live the life of half a dozen more before I throw the towel. mm I hope so too. I hope so too. Uh, we just got a, another question in, uh, from a uh, from another listener, and uh, yeah, and we know it was, it was the transition to pro wrestling. He wanted to ask about your time in the UWFI in Japan and what your thoughts on were. Work on working with wrestlers like Kiyoshi Tamura and Nobuhiko Takada, uh, which is very similar to Budsport, which you'll be competing in later today. And also, you want to know if you prefer a stop. What style you prefer in wrestling? Shoot style or the traditional pro wrestling style? Well, I mean, you
0: know, I, I'll start dealing with that. What style I prefer more? I mean, they both have their place. It's uh. I used to watch professional wrestling a lot more when I in my Judah years and I I enjoyed I enjoyed the over the top characters. You know, uh, over the top characters such as like you have macho Man Randy Savage, you know, his crazy get ups stuff like this. You had your your Hulk Hogan, you had your you know uh, uh, George Animal Steel uh, you know, I mean just characters that uh, you know you don't have really the characters nowadays. That uh, I still think I think there's a place for that. I think there's there's still that that niche of the entertainment quality, and that's what I used to really enjoy about watching it.
1: Right, and I just want to also say that was from uh, at Dylan Zero Sky, who uh, daydreamed Dylan Fox on Twitter. I know, uh, yeah, they also want to know about working in UWFI and working with uh, wrestlers like Kyoshi Tamara and Nobuhiko Takada. Uh, yeah, could you talk about your time in the UWFI? Yeah, to, to grow, I
0: mean, I enjoy him because yeah, he actually came from a legitimate amateur wrestling background. So, get to. A lot of people don't know about it, that there that, 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 that was actually a UWFI gym. And we would get a chance that, to work out with uh, different athletes from you know, around the United States because all the, all the various athletes that were coming in. And we did, we did all live in the same uh, geographical areas like the United States. You know, there would be uh, Billy Scott that would be would be coming in from, uh, uh, from Davidson south. Uh, you'd have, uh, uh, you'd have uh, Tom Burton coming in from uh, uh, Tennessee. You'd you have uh, uh, Steve Nelson coming in from uh, Texas. Me uh, you know, come in from Michigan. You just had people from all across the United States, uh, Gary Albright. You know, and then the, we'd get a chance to get together, so there we, were times to, to work out. And also, there were. There were, you had a couple different representatives for the America squad.
1: You had Billy Robinson, and you had Luke Bennett. Mm-hmm. that were both there inside the, uh, the training facility as well. So it was a great time to,
0: uh, Well, we, we would see the, the training of the Green Boys, the young Japanese guys, and, and uh, the you know, upper echelon was a little bit cool. I, I mean uh, the stuff that I don't think you know most Americans would never have tolerated, But you know the way these guys would, would just really beat these guys down. Just, I, I think it's a way to test them: do they have the physical, and the mental fortitude? And uh, you know it, it, just, it just it was different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know one of the people that uh, you know that really rose to the top. And the be known as one of the, the, the basic killers right there. You, you, you gotta look at, uh, I wish you kind of.
1: Sakuraba? Just,
0: yeah, Sakuraba. I gotta speak to my mind. And, yeah, I, I, I love the fact that, what I I, I I remember first seeing Sakuraba when he was first coming into the dojo. He was just a green boy. And uh, I mean, literally he was inside there, the tree was so heavy. I mean, there was a kitchen, the whole digest where that the, the big boys they had to clean the facility. They had to cook the bills and they, they they were literally they were like low man on the totem pole. They had to do everything. Mm-hmm. And each said and I'd make another trip that that around with a big old cauliflower ear or that see him with a, a black eye, a big bounce over over his uh, his eyebrow or something like that. They just they they're just really brutal. Uh, to the three boys, and again, I don't know if that was just way of a, a mental test for them or physically testing test for them or a combination of the both to see if they had.
1: Oh yeah, you know, the same thing, you know, new that new Japan Pro Wrestling does the same thing as well now with their uh they call 'em young lines, young boys, and basically do the same thing. Clean the uh, you know, you clean the ring, clean the mats, uh cook for the uh for the for the regular roster members. yes. Yeah, it's, it's still a tradition in Japan for uh I think it's even still a tradition in sumo for the young sumo boys as well. Okay. Well like I if I did
0: that about sumo, I just I, I assumed it was probably the fate of another aspects like here too you know, the, 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 the combination shoot
1: style slash professional style that's the mm mm-hmm. facility and uh, so speaking of shoot style let's talk about blood sport and uh yeah what's uh talk about uh, you'll be facing Frank Mir and uh just curious to know have you two have had I know you've, you've never had uh, any any uh combat uh, fighting between you between you two but uh have you two had any other interactions previously before uh He him later tonight. Yeah. Then, what do you think about facing a guy? Because, like, both when when both of you came around, when you were both in competing at the highest level of mixed martial arts, I think the heavyweights division was known as the division that oh, this is a division that you know first round knockouts. But you two were both submitting guys and, and, and painful and hard and like really. Submissions that nobody had ever seen that was not named Royce, Royce Gracie. So, what do you think about facing a guy who's kind of like he's kind of like bred from the same uh, submission background that you are? Well, yeah, I, I hopefully that, means that
0: we'll be able to do some pretty unique things that uh, most people will have won't will see before. Uh, I actually, have, I'm looking forward to that. And uh, you know, to me, I, I think it, you know it, it'll it'll be something. Hopefully, it, it'll be something that the fans will be uh, entertained and amazed
1: by it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I, I'm sorry. you got to look at Frank, Frank's, uh, I think, what, what is Frank's, what is Frank's age? Uh, he's, th- he's 39. 39, okay.
0: So, and, uh, yeah, Rick, I'm, you know, I'm 60, I'll be going on 61 here shortly. So, it's, uh, i just say, I, I, I so I don't I don't like a 60 year old guy I don't look like a 60 year old cat
1: mm-hmm. so I just I'm open there to just have a great match with him to entertain the folks and to show some 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 unique types of skills that others won't be able to do. Mm mm-hmm. I have another you know grappling specialist like that. hmm. And I was also it's also his first pro wrestling match as well. And what do you think about that? That you're you're, you're, you're It's his first pro wrestling match and he's going up against you. Um, veteran of the uh, of the ring. What do you think about that?
0: Well, I did, did not know that either. I mean, I, I, I was surprised when I found out that uh, he, he was, he was, when, I, when the batch was announced, I I found out just like anybody else was, but I actually had to make a couple phone calls and see if, if, if he actually have a background in side of professional effort. And I found out that, yeah, but uh,
1: that this would be his. First match, so I, I think that's great. Mm hmm. All right, are you, uh, so oh, you're also going to be, uh, wrestling as well for MLW, uh, the Battle Riot, I believe, right? Yes. Oh, so that's that's basically like a Battle Royale, Royal Rumble type, uh, type of thing, right? Okay. Uh, what are you, uh? So you you you're doing a both a uh, shoot style p- promotion and you're doing a traditional pro wrestling promotion. So they, you're 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 almost uh. What are you? You're all, uh. You're you're almost like uh. It's it's a spice of variety for you this week. It seems like uh. Yeah, you're you're doing you're doing a little bit of everything. It's uh. It seems like. And if you actually do, I mean, I, I do.
0: the biggest thing I do is I travel to the United States teaching. And I, I do a great deal of things with uh, First responders. So mm. I, I work with law enforcement, correction, air marshal, border patrol, military. Now the I already saw this is I have never been any of the above. But I understand my gift. Everyone has a gift. My gift is I understand physical mechanics. And I have my high school wrestling coach thank for that because he, you know, he was uh, I mean, he's still alive. He's, he's, he's up there age. Um, he was a very a robust built man. I mean, he, he, he stood about five foot eight, I think, or, or less, and weighed about 350 pounds. So he was built like a butterball turkey. And I don't mean that the, the admission way. i just physically, he could not get out there and just show you technique. So, but he recognized uh, individuals inside the practice room. And he would say, Andrew, you, you've you got the best double leg takedown. You teach the double leg takedown, okay? Scott, over here, you got the best high class service care. You teach that. Okay, Dan ever you address a camp this past summer. What did you learn? I don't coach. I learned a state called cradle. head like this. but What does every child ask you? They ask you the question, why? Why did my hand go here? Why did my head go there? Why did I drive
1: It's it's honestly quite amazing, uh, and you're and you're still and you're yeah you're still doing it to this day, and you know you have you still are you still great at it. You still great. I, I was I saw the uh, I, I watched live the uh, Matt Riddle match that you had last year, and it was probably one of my favorite matches of uh, Bad Mania weekends. Well, um, when I, when I watched it on the uh, internet, yeah, it's uh, it's, it's... <laughs> that was that was actually kind of almost comical because
0: he had. Yeah, the, the bros chance and I had the beast chants. Yes, like beast bros, beast bros, it was, it was actually kind of comical at the point, but uh, it was the uh, and, and literally that was one of those matches where I don't know how far into his to his career he was at that point in time, but it, to me
1: we were we were out there doing almost like a sparring session. Yeah, it, we really did not talk about much. We
0: just went out there, just started going with the flow of things, he would hit a technique, kind of go to the counter of the tactic. he'd you
1: hit know, a recount or whatever, and it was, we just kind of flowed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to be honest, you know, the your match with Frank Mir, that's honestly my most anticipated match for the uh, Bloodsport show. I'm really, That's the match I am looking forward to the most, because... We got, we got you. I, I, I'm a fan of your pro wrestling. I'm, a, but I'm also intrigued to see how Frank Mir approaches a match like this, his first time pro wrestling match. And it's, I'm very much, I'm very much looking forward to what what it will be, what it will be like. And also, I love shoot style. I'm a big fan of UWFI, all that stuff. And so that's why, yeah, I think it's gonna. I think the match you're gonna have is a is gonna be a, is gonna be one of the. It's gonna be like the old school UWFI matches, and I—that's the thing I'm—I'm I'm a big fan of most of. Well, hopefully
0: we'll will live up to your expectations this you,
1: Monday. Yeah. Uh, before we go, though, I like to uh, I like to give you a chance to plug your social media and where people can uh, reach you, and uh, yeah, uh, uh, give shout out all where fans can reach you. Well, that be the best place right now. Just uh, I, mean,
0: I I do have uh, Facebook presence. I've got four different. Facebook pages and I also have uh, a, a website to go to uh, dansevered.com. Uh, they have to be severed. I mean, if, uh, you get a, there are a couple of proposals out there. So be, be sure to go to the one that, that is uh, le- legitimate. But uh, you know, there, I, I basically list all the things that I do and all the functions that I have about it. So hopefully we can do another interview you know, in a, in a few more months, Andrew, and, and I'll, I'll bring you up to date and a few other interesting projects, I think that, uh, well, it's
1: going to affect a lot of people in a very positive way. Absolutely, and uh, and also I'd like to uh, give you an opportunity, in case if Frank Mir ever listens to this, uh, you know, uh, if you have anything you want to say to him or about him, uh, about your upcoming match at Bloodsport, I want to give you the floor to say whatever you want to or about Frank Mir.
0: I, I, I've never had been a trash talker about things. I mean, I may not have been uh, uh, kind to certain people uh, just because, uh, you know, it, they, they brought things by themselves. But uh, to me, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to doing a match with Frank beer
1: because I, I almost look like I'm, I'm looking at a meter here a little bit. And I'm looking at a younger bee. Mm. mm So it's, uh, it, it,
0: it, it, it'll just be, it, it'll be, it'll make for an interesting night and as I say, said
1: before, I just hope it's a a memorable night for all. Actually, actually, one quick question I want to ask: um, Are you still in contact with uh, Don Fry? Oh yeah, I, I speak to Don
0: probably once a week. if that.
1: How's he doing? Because yeah. I know he had a very recent health scare. How's he doing since uh, since that health scare?
0: Yeah, he did. Though he's doing a lot better now. Yeah, so he he's had several. Uh, back surgeries, and I mean, and the, or, let me, he passed, he passed away a couple of times on the operating table. And they had to revive him, so I mean, he's uh, he, you know, he's paid a price through athletics, mm-hmm. and that's a big special Arts is just one of those sports that it has been around now just over
1: 25 years. It's going on the 26th year anniversary by this this ball. And you now starting to see more athletes coming out of it with problems. They've got slurred speech. They're uh, you know uh, they don't have any memory. Uh, they're, they're just having you know for being hit in the head too much. Oh yes, oh yes. Um, yeah, you know, the, you know, obviously, you know, the match that he had with uh, Yoshihiro Takayama. You know, that's the. Uh, that's the one that they all that every all the fans point to, you know, for uh, you know, I got that, that match I, I did not see it uh until
0: uh that is almost a year after that match took place before I finally saw it. And even when I finally saw it I had to give die the phone call, I go, Dah. I go, seriously now, what was going through your mind during that match other than cocky on fist? Because I mean if you think about both men and they had a collar tie on each other, and they were just punching each other in the face for, like, 45 straight seconds. Mm-hmm. It was almost like a game of kicking chicken of, you know, are you going to give you a son of a bitch? No, I'm not going to give Are you going to give you a son of a bitch? And it's like, neither man gave, but they, they both paid a price. See, that's where people, people love to watch stuff like that, and, and that's probably... Uh, I'll bet that's probably one of the most, the most if not the double most viewed MMA fight ever would be that one. Because it, it's crazy what, what took place there, but both men paid a price for that match. Now, I, the, the irony to this is that, you know, they were both men, Dr. Yama and Doc Yama were also professional wrestlers. And it was, what, a little over a year, a year ago, so back, Takiapo was involved in a professional match, doing a routine technique, goes bad, and now he's a Roger for life. Mm-hmm. It's
1: very sad. And that's, and sad. that's, good, that's the part that there are a lot of people that they say, when they watch professionals, so
0: like, Work to make for professional wrestling. Professional wrestling is some of the most incredible athletes doing something. but but, you know Don Fryer he's paid a price he's had multiple surgeries you know he's been paid all the time and uh, you know it it probably has shaved years off of his life and probably uh, years off of his life as well Mm
1: -hmm. Um it, uh, that, that breaks my heart. I, just uh, a little side story. I did work with Don Fry on a movie a few years ago called Noah, and he was one of the nicest guys i ever met, and it just, it, it, unfortunately, it breaks my heart to hear that. That it. That, that, yeah. Well,
0: no, he. No, Don. Don he, I mean, you know, when you see him with his cowboy hat and his cowboy boots, up, and that's Don. I mean, he, he was a fireman, he was a blacksmith, I mean, he was shoeing, uh horses and stuff like this. I mean, he was, you know, he was, uh, you know, he, 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 he represented, like, that cowboy-type breed. And, uh, you know, and, and, and he, uh, he came to me, and, and, and he lived with a couple of my younger brothers. When I was coaching at Arizona State University, he was one of my athletes. And he lived with a couple of my younger brothers, and I knew that on a much more personal basis. He kind of had a little bit of a falling out with the head said, coach. He went to Oklahoma, finished up his... His last, uh, I think, his last one or two years at Oklahoma, and they started it about the boxes. Box, when he saw me get involved with the, uh, the, the UFC, the No Home Bar, and he reached out to me and said, I help get a bit? I I always tell people, I helped to get us with the door, but Don's the guy that helped kick that
1: door wide open. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he did. He, he certainly did. Uh, But, uh, uh yeah, uh, Mister Seven. Yeah, uh, uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you. It really has. It's three a.m. Um, and I want you to get some sleep because you do have a big match tomorrow or today, later today. I, I, I,
0: need, I need to be as fresh as I possibly can get there for fight
1: Okay, the Sunday, yeah. Exactly, and uh, but we'll definitely be talking again. And I, once again, I can't thank you enough. And I'm really looking forward to your match. Uh, just to let everybody know, Bloodsport will be available on uh, Fight TV. Uh, uh, later today at 4 p.m., that's April 4th uh, at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 1499, or you can buy a credit. Uh, that is Josh Barnett's Bloodsport. And, and we've just been talking to Dan the Beast Severin, who will be taking on Frank Mir. And, yeah, again, Mr. Severin, thank you again so much for uh, taking your time out uh, tonight to talk. You're
0: welcome. I appreciate you staying the late
1: there as well. No problem. We'll be definitely talking again soon in the future. All right. Take care. Have a good night. Yeah, but